everyone. In the spirit of the coming new year, we're going to try something brand new today. This is our first Have I Got a Story for You mix. We've got some special listener questions, a re-listen of one of our latest episodes, and a special guest, Rabbi Avi Killip. Let's check out our first listener question. Hi, it's Bowie. I just listened to the story. Do you think God eats cupcakes? Bowie, that is a great question. I mean, I certainly think God eats cupcakes. Now, if you ask me what is God's favorite cupcake flavor, I think there's probably a lot of right answers. My guess is that God's favorite flavor is probably something like the taste of a cupcake shared with someone special. But I'd love to hear what you think. Listeners, do you think God eats cupcakes? While we mull that over, let's take another listen to the episode, Carly's Cupcakes, right now. Yes, I'll take three of the white chocolate salted caramel madness cupcakes, three guava passion fruit whiz-bang cream filled, three coconut sparkle sprinkle cherry delights, and... Gosh, decisions, decisions. I'm so bad at decisions. Um, mm, three vanilla. So the usual, Rita? Yep, you got it. <laughs> oh, hi there, listeners. Didn't see you, hear you there. Welcome to Have I Got a Story for You, produced by PJ Library, a program of the Harold Grinspoon Foundation. I'm Rita Toomey, and I'm just grabbing some cupcakes before we start our podcast. Nothing fuels this narration like lots and lots of sugar. (laughs) Carly's Cupcakes is my absolute favorite cupcake bakery in the world. Their treats are simply the best, and their flavors are out of this world, especially their extra special Moonrock cupcake. Carly, what's in that one again? Chocolate chips and a whole bunch of glitter. I didn't even know they made edible glitter. Edible. Right. That seems important. I should check on that. Here are your cupcakes. Enjoy! I've been frequenting Carly's Cupcakes for years, and you can just taste the love in her baked goods. Plus, the bakery is conveniently located next to my synagogue. Some of her best customers are the people who work there. Mora Shana, one of the Hebrew school teachers, is a huge fan of Carly's seasonal apple walnut cupcakes, while the canter is more of a peanut butter fudge cupcake kind of guy, and the rabbi gets weak kneed over chocolate with rainbow sprinkles. I'm heading over to the synagogue now. I know More Ari will love one of these guava whiz-bangs. Bye, Carly. Thanks for the cupcakes. See you on Shabbat. I just need to drop off some paperwork, and then we can get back to the podcast. Oh, hi, Rita. We weren't expecting you today. Watch out. I'm mopping so the floor's a little slippery. Hi, Carlotta. I just wanted to hand in my potluck sign-up sheet. How are you? Busy, busy. Listeners, this is Carlotta. She does everything around here. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say that. She's being modest. Carlotta is nothing short of amazing. She keeps this place spotless. She makes sure it's warm on cool days and cool on hot days. She's the one checking the eternal flame to make sure it's eternally lit. She is the synagogue shamas. She keeps everything running. And running smoothly, I will add. 
Aw, Rita, that's sweet of you to say. Well, I'm only speaking the truth. Are those cupcakes? Oh, they're so beautiful. Yes, they're from the bakery right next door. Carly's Cupcakes, have you been? Would you like one? Oh, my goodness, thank you. But I couldn't take your treats. I walk past that bakery every day, and it smells amazing. And the cupcakes look so beautiful stacked in the window, like frosted jewels. They're just a little out of my budget for now. One day I'll get some for my kids. They love red velvet. Oh, that's one of my favorites, too. Well, I'll see you at Shabbat services, Carlotta. Have a great day. And you know what? I did. Partially because those coconut sparkle sprinkled cherry delights were a taste revelation. Let's fast forward, though, to Shabbat. Carly and Carlotta are both there listening to the rabbi as she reads from the Torah. Carly looks a tad distracted. Maybe she's considering whether or not to add ginger to her pineapple mango cupcakes. You shall take the fine flour and you shall bake from it. Wait, what did the rabbi just say? Fine flour? I use fine flour. Only the finest. And you shall put them in two piles, six in a pile, and offer them to the Lord. This whole time I was supposed to be giving cupcakes to God? I had no idea. A dozen, did she say? I'll start right away. Now, what flavors would God prefer? During the week, each time I pass the bakery, I see Carly decorating her most beautiful cupcake creations yet and putting aside the loveliest ones for God. She includes an array of flavors, you know, so God can have some variety. Then, on the following Friday, she pops into the synagogue and when no one's looking, places the cupcakes in the ark. Shabbat Shalom, God. I decided to use ginger in the pineapple ones. I hope you like them. And she slips back out of the synagogue, passing Carlotta as she makes her way in to start setting up for Friday night services. Carlotta sweeps the hallways and tidies up the coat room, then enters the sanctuary. What is that wonderful smell? It's vanilla bean extract and brown sugar. And is that ginger? She follows her nose to the ark and carefully opens it. <gasps> Cupcakes! And look how beautiful the frosting is. Perfect swirls. And are they pineapple? My favorite! Oh my goodness, thank you, God. You knew how much my children and I would love these. And so Carlotta takes them home to her family, who devours them after Shabbat dinner. These are for us? They are. Whoa, red velvet, my fave. Thanks, Mom. Whoa, I think this one is licorice peppermint. Licorice peppermint? Huh. Maybe not my first choice, but I guess it could work. And I'll try anything once, especially if Carly's made it. Carly's a cupcake genius, after all. Anyway, this back and forth continues for weeks. Each Friday, Carly secretly drops off a selection of her most delectable confections at the Ark. Shabbat Shalom, God! Do you have thoughts on savory cupcakes? Just let me know. And Carlotta happily picks them up, believing them to be gifts from God, and takes them back to her family to enjoy after Shabbat dinner. Is this a bagel and lox cupcake? 
Savory cupcakes are a thing now. Oh, is that so? Yep, I'm a foodie, so I'd know. Check out my gram sometime. But then, one Friday morning, things just aren't going Carly's way. <sighs> oh my gosh, it's 9 a.m.? What happened to my alarm? I was supposed to be at the bakery half an hour ago. She throws on her clothes and drives to the bakery as quickly as she can. Traffic? I've never run into traffic on this street. Oh, just a note for you commuters out there. Rose Avenue currently backed up while an errant moose crosses the street. Slowly. Back to you, Chet. A moose? You've got to be kidding me. By the time Carly gets to her bakery, she's frazzled and out of breath. And there's already a line of customers waiting outside for her treats. Sorry, folks. I'm just running a little late today. Moose issues, you know how it goes. But um, speaking of moose, we actually have a new chocolate moose cupcake you have to try. Um, moose the dessert, not moose the animal. Come on in, everyone. What can I get you? When Carly finally finishes serving up cupcakes to the waiting crowd, she leans against her counter, relieved to take a break for a moment. <sighs> but just then, she spots the dozen cupcakes she'd put aside and realizes she's totally forgotten to tuck them into the ark. It's now much later than usual as she hurries over to the synagogue, cupcakes in hand. I'm on my way, God! In fact, she gets to the synagogue at almost the exact same time as Carlotta arrives to start her Shabbat preparations. Carly happily slips the cupcakes into the ark, just like usual. <gasps> um, what are you doing? Carlotta, I was just... Are you? <gasps> those are cupcakes. All this time, all those cupcakes. It was always you putting them there? And here I thought God was giving them to me to share with my children. Wait a minute. All this time, all those cupcakes, it was always you eating them? I thought it was God. Uh, I've been such a fool. I've been so silly. What, what was, was I, I thinking? thinking? I know exactly what you were thinking. Rabbi Naomi? How long have you been standing there? Long enough to hear your tale of frosted misunderstandings. But you're being awfully hard on yourselves. Neither of you are fools. But for weeks and weeks, I thought I was baking for God, and I was really just baking for Carlotta. And I was so sure God was giving our family cupcakes, but it was Carly the whole time. Well, that's all true. But it's also true that the best way for us to honor God is to do something kind for someone else. Almost every time God asks something of us, that's what it's really about. I'm sure God had a hand in this and has been delighted to see your cupcake exchange each week just before Shabbat. Do you really think so? I do. Think about it. What could make God happier than knowing that the two of you are taking care of each other and spreading joy? For what it's worth, Carly, my children and I have really been enjoying your cupcakes. Even the savory ones? Especially the savory ones. Your flavor combinations are so original and unique. And have you been using ginger? I have! Thanks for noticing. Genius! 
Well, it's been really fun baking all these cupcakes every week, decorating them so meticulously because I know they're for a special purpose. I just always thought that special purpose was God. Does the fact that they were really for Carlotta's family make them any less special? No. No, it doesn't. I'm just glad I could make you and your kids happy. Eating your delicious cupcakes was always such a treat for us. It made each Shabbat a little bit sweeter and more special thanks to you, Carly. And the fact that you delivered them to the Ark, not God, doesn't make those Shabbat memories any less joyous. Clearly this cupcake exchange makes you both happy. That's true. Well, cupcakes make everyone smile. If that's the case, I don't see a reason why this should stop. I mean, you should stop putting them in the Ark. That's how you get ants. But, Carly, don't stop making cupcakes. Especially the chocolate kind with rainbow sprinkles. And Carlotta... Don't stop eating them. And listeners, that's exactly what happens. Every Friday, Carlotta stops by Carly's Bakery, often with her kids in tow, to pick up a dozen gourmet cupcakes and give Carly a hug. Thank you, Carly. This batch is even prettier than the last one. Have you ever considered a cheesecake cupcake with, wait for it, chocolate marshmallow frosting and just a tiny kick of jalapeno? I've never thought of that, but I love spicy and sweet. You kids have a knack for flavors. Why don't you come by next week and help me in the kitchen? We can whip up some fun new combinations and test them out. Awesome. I can't wait. You too, Carlotta. Oh, I wouldn't miss it. Oh, and I added an extra cupcake today just to make it, you know, a baker's dozen. Chocolate with rainbow sprinkles. I'll slip it onto the rabbi's desk when they're not looking. Perfect. See you at services. I love that story. And it makes me hungry for a savory ginger cupcake. Maybe that's God's favorite flavor. We have another listener voicemail about this episode, too. Let's listen. Hi, my name is Will. And I was wondering, where does God live? Wow, that is a Big question. You know, I'm going to be really honest. I don't quite know the answer. Like the cupcake flavor question from earlier, where does God live, could also have different answers depending who you ask. Some people might say that God is everywhere. Others might feel like there's a specific place they go to visit God. You know, Rosh Hashanah is coming up. It's the time of year when we celebrate the birthday of the world and do a lot of reflecting. And it's also a time when we might find ourselves thinking about big questions more often. Questions that might feel a little, well, big to answer. Which brings us to our special guest. Rabbi Avi Killip is here to offer a few tips for families about talking about God with children. Hi, I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. My littlest brother is the youngest of four. We're each one year apart. Once, when he was very little and asked about the ages of our family, he reported, Hannah is five, Avi is four, Aaron is three, I'm two, and God is one. He had absorbed the teaching from our nightly bedtime Shema. We said, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And so my brother understood God as a part of our family, as his one-year-old younger sibling. Even if we don't say a prayer every night, or even talk about God at all, 
Our children develop an understanding of God at a very young age. Without ever raising the subject, they learn from Jewish rituals and songs, from general society, and profoundly, many children feel spirituality in the world around them, from their own experiences, developing their own personal connections to the divine. Teaching our children about God can feel scary and even impossible. How can we teach our children something that we ourselves don't understand? And maybe most importantly, how can we stay open to the idea that our children's experience of God and spirituality may be different than ours? I may feel no relationship with God and find myself parenting a deeply spiritual child. There is no need to be intimidated by this. You don't have to have a robust spiritual life in order to cultivate one in your child. So instead of asking how we can talk to our kids about God, let's instead ask how we can engage their curiosity and listen to their questions with open hearts. If you do have your own connection, your own spiritual journey, you can invite your children in by modeling. Let your children watch you pray, whether that prayer is traditional Hebrew or a few lines spoken from your heart before bed, lighting candles on Shabbat or in a particularly difficult moment. Whether you are standing at a waterfall, gazing up at the stars, or holding your newborn nephew, when you feel something is holy or sacred, invite your children into those moments by telling them what you feel. And when you have questions or doubts about God, you can model that too. Invite your children into your questions. Here are a few prompts for talking with your children. They're for kids and parents alike. One thing I have always wondered about God is, have you ever witnessed something miraculous or truly amazing? Share the story of how you felt. What would you say if you knew God was listening? See where the conversation takes you. And remember, you can always answer a child's question with a question of your own. You will have many chances to talk with your children about God, so no pressure to get it all right or have all the answers. And the questions will evolve over time. As parents, we sometimes find ourselves in these deep conversations at the most unexpected moments whenever our child's heart and mind generates questions. Brushing teeth, in the grocery store, there is no wrong time or place to engage. But if you are looking for a way in, grab a PJ Library book, read together, and start a conversation. Thank you so much for your time, Rabbi Killip. And you listeners, if you'd like suggestions for book ideas and discussion prompts to help you have the God Talk at home, visit pjlibrary.org for more. Thank you, friends, for the amazing questions today. Please keep sending them in. We love to hear from you. I'll look forward to seeing you next time. Ciao for now. Ciao for now.